Welcome to this week's Silk Grassroots Podcast. Big interview. Hashtag stay strong. Brought to you by the Down to Play app. Welcome to Silk Grassroots, the podcast network that's bringing you the big interview series, How To. This is a summer series of podcasts bringing you information on how to run your club, how to enjoy grassroots football and any other information that may be helpful uh, for making grassroots football more enjoyable. These podcasts are sponsored by Magpie Recruitment, Borden Sports Youth, Match Arc, Skipper Sportswear, Grassroots Football, GRF, at NJPGD, Graphic Design, and the Down to Play app. All of our awards at the end of the season are sponsored by Awards FC. Let's get on with it. Keep it simple. Get Down to Play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. So now for this week's How To. Uh, this week I have managed to rope some fellow referees into talking about the refereeing experience in grassroots football, how to referee uh, in, in grassroots football. And before we go on, none of us here, except the referee of the year from Westford, obviously, as you know, we've graced us with his presence tonight. Uh, none of us are saying we are the best referees in grassroots football, but we want to share certain ways we think that a referee should conduct themselves in grassroots football and perhaps that will be beneficial for them enjoying the grassroots uh, experience and the teams to perhaps gain more respect for a referee. I am joined, as I said, by Mr. Westfer, uh, Steve Hughes, <laughs> the ref of the year uh, from Westfer last season. Uh, Steve Daly, a fairly new referee, but um, a promotion gained uh, this promotion or last promotion season, Steve, I believe. So congratulations on that. And Martin Belsom, also a promoted referee. Are we all Kent referees here, by the way? Yes. Yes. Steve? Yes. Yeah, we're all Kent. That's why we're, that's why we're willing to say this is how you referee grassroots football, I guess, because we're all part of the best county in the southeast. <laughs> Gents, so I'm just, I've done a, Bad introduction now. I'm just going to ask you all to introduce yourselves. Um, just a little bit on your on uh, on on yourself, the leagues that you're refereeing, and how long you've been going. I'll tag on to the end of all these questions as well. So, Steve, let's lead with you because um, you'll have to get the abacus out to remember all the years you've been refereeing. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Now. Thanks. Thanks for the introduction. Uh, yeah, Steve Hughes. Um, I can't stand up because it's the podcast, but I will say. Um, I've been refereeing 22 years uh, with the Kent FA, the best county around. Um, um, this season, or do you want to know, this season I plan on Saturdays refereeing in um, Scaffold um, mm-hmm. and hopefully one Saturday a month on the Bromley and South London Alliance, if, if they let me. Um, and then Sunday, as you said earlier, I'm Westford. Westford through and through on a Sunday. Mr. Westford and awarded 
uh, referee of the year. Uh, that's I think that's from club marks and and various other things uh, that they that they take that from. So congratulations on that. That's not is that the first ref of the year award you've ever had? No, um, I'm proud of the fact that well, I think it's my fourth, third or fourth year with Western, and I picked that up, so I'm very happy. But no, I I got my first one. Oh God, just over ten years ago. With an our league that's not around anymore. It's the Kent Suburban, the Sunday Kent Suburban. Um, yep. And I actually dug that trophy out, and I think that was around 2008. So you went, so you went a bit shit for about 14 years, and now you picked it back <laughs> up again. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I applied my trade uh, around various leagues, and believe it or not, some leagues do not have a referee of the year award, and I've, I've raised this before with other leagues, and I think it's a good thing to have. But um, so, yeah, um, I went a bit shit. That's I'm on my big comeback. <laughs> Congratulations, and the big season for you next year. Going for your uh, back on the promotion for your level four uh, with the updated um, fitness test, which will uh, which will be which is a test. I, I, I've seen the uh, the uh, examples of it. Yeah, it looks it looks tough. So good luck to that. We'll get into that uh, in yep. a minute. Uh, Steve, you're, now you're back with us. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, where you referee? Uh, and how long you've been refereeing? Yes, I've just finished my first year of refereeing um, after giving up playing probably far too many years too late. Um, but I referee on a Saturday in the Bromley and South London League. Mm-hmm. And on a Sunday, I do the women's football in the Southeast Counties and the London and Regional, um, London and Southeast Region League. I'm more so on the Southeast Counties um, during my first year. Um, yeah, just done my first year, did my level seven to six promotion. Um, and it, it was really a case of just give it a go and see what it was like. And to be honest with you, I've absolutely loved almost every minute of it. Yeah. Um, so it's been been a really great first year and really, really enjoyed it. Uh, the the Southeast Counties Women's Football League and the London and Southeast Regional Women's Football Leagues are excellent leagues to referee on. Tony Woods does a brilliant job and I know he's part of the appointments team for the London and South East Regional as well, but I think that's done by others. But uh, two good leagues that I did referee on for a couple of seasons uh, and I really did uh, enjoy my time. Uh, Women's football uh, is on the up. Um, You get to referee actually some nicer grounds in that London and South East Regional than you would do uh, on the Kent County even or, or on Scaffold sometimes you'll be refereeing on the same, in the same grounds. Uh, I remember going over to Dulwich Hamlet on a Sunday afternoon to do them against QPR. And there was hundreds of fans there uh, for a two o'clock kickoff on a Sunday. Absolutely brilliant uh, atmosphere in the ladies game or women's game. Sorry, Uh, I'll get told off for calling them ladies. Um, But yeah, a brilliant, um, a brilliant uh, way to referee. And I would advise anyone uh, new to it or experienced to get involved in that. Um, I'd echo that, Andrew. I think that's very, very fair comment. Fantastic. Brilliant way to practice uh, if you're trying to fine tune uh, your positioning in the, in the positioning because the, it, is a sl- it is slightly slower game. I'm not saying it's less technical, but it is slightly slower. So if you need to, if you're working on something, if you've had some comments from, a, from an observer and you want to go and practice and put that into place and you're not quick like me, going in and working in the women's game just gives you that extra, gives you that extra sort of, Bit of thought, thinking time, um, but some brilliant football is played in those leagues. Um, I would um, 
I'd give anyone the, I'd tell anyone to speak to Tony Woods and go and get yourselves involved in those leagues. Thank you, Steve. Well, we'll get back to some uh, football chat in a minute. Martin, Martin Belson, we can't see you. You're in the dark uh, via the video. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself, where you've been refereeing uh, and how long you've been refereeing. Yeah, apologies, you can't see me. Probably for the best, though. Um, <laughs> bit like Steve. So I was playing up until 2019, um, had an ACL injury, got into refing. Um, so I've been refing since just before the, the original COVID hit. So I think it was like November 2019. Yeah. Started off in the um, Sunday doing the Met League, um, helping out on Saturdays in the Bromley Saturday League. Um, pr- pretty much been doing quite a lot of leagues. I've been doing Sale Kent and Kent Youth as well. Yeah. So a bit of um, youth football, which has been quite fun. Yeah. Uh, next season, I'm hoping to um, get onto the scaffold on Saturdays and do some Westfar on Sundays. Westfar, we're joining the Westfar panel. <laughs> we are, yeah. I've heard a lot about it. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to get over there, see what see what's going on over there. We're blessed. We're blessed, actually, with a, with, with a few good Sunday morning leagues to referee on uh, in our in our immediate area, us, us four region. here. Yeah. Um, we are blessed. So it's a referee's, uh, it's a bit of a bit of a, a tough choice so with so many leagues to uh, choose from. Myself, I'll be refereeing only Sundays next season. I'm going to rest. My uh, my arthritic knees are going to get a rest on a Saturday next season. Uh, Westfart and the OBDSFL Sunday mornings for me. I did have a big think about doing, uh, going onto the women's pathway um, promotion scheme and doing ladies football, women's football, but sadly, the the kickoff times of two o'clock on a Sunday doesn't quite fit. Um, doesn't quite fit my family life at the moment. I would if if it was women's football on a Sunday morning, I'd have a big or Saturday afternoon even. I'd have a big decision to make because I did enjoy um, all of those games, all of my time on the um, southeast counties and and London and southeast regional. Fantastic times. Uh, this is my twelfth season. This is my twelfth year, eleventh full season. Heart, I'm. A baby in terms of Steve, but probably sit somewhere. I'm sit as the mid-range experienced in, in the room. Uh, I still love refereeing every single game, basically. I've not had many, many abandonments and many mass confrontations. No leg breaks or horrible injuries in any of my games so far. Uh, in probably getting on for 450 odd games now. Um, so I've been very lucky, uh, especially some of my games have been played at Meridian, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so boys why refereeing um, we've all been involved well I think we've all been involved in football teams uh, I certainly uh, well my playing career ended at a very young age due to my knees which have continued to thwart my uh, my athletic ability through my adult life um, but we ran a team um I ran a team in, in the London and Kent Border League and, and the London and Kent Suburban. We went over to Westfar uh, and was successful over there as well. But when that all went in the shape of a pair, as these things usually do because of money, um, I wanted to stay in the game. And I thought, how can I stay in the game? I, I didn't really fancy doing coaching badges. Coaching really wasn't my thing. Uh, so for some weird reason, I decided to go into refereeing. I gave a few leagues a go, went to the Kent League, did some lines on the Kent League, which has now become Scaffold Prem, which was a very good grounding. I got to see 
what I would call proper referees, how they prepare for matches, the warm-ups, their admin in-game and outside of the game. I saw all of the pre-match emails that people send uh, to get yourself to the ground early, um, all that stuff. Got the moans and groans when you ter- have to turn up late and all that stuff. Uh, decided that I was going to go to the Kent County League once I did my first season and I knew that Lions weren't going to count as promotion. I went to the Kent County League. Uh, and stayed there basically for my entire refereeing career. Uh, and I've loved every minute. I, I call the Kent County League my league because that's the league that I've um, had my most sort of successes on, I would say, as a referee uh, and enjoyed my time. I probably, or half of my games have been on the Kent County League um, and I've loved every minute of it. Uh, that's my refereeing story, um, why I got into it. Steve, why why did you get into refereeing? You mentioned that you played, but it sounds like a bit of a regret that maybe you've left it as late as you did, although, you know, the average age of a referee is about 55, I must I must say, on most panels. So you've got a few years yet before you hit the average age. Um, but yeah, is there a bit of a regret for leaving it so late getting into refereeing? There is now. A, a year down the line after doing it, there's, there's kind of that regret where you look back and say, well, if I'd have gone straight into it when I stopped playing at a decent level, um, rather than doing, you know, the coaching, the managing, the running a club, the helping on leagues, et cetera, um, which I've done all of. If maybe I'd have gone into it then, then who knows where it would have, you know, maybe got to or what level I could have got to or or where you could have gone, you know. And anything you do, you try and do it to the best of your ability. And it may be that I wouldn't have had the ability to go to those levels anyway. Um, but certainly looking back after the end of this season, I enjoyed it so much. I do kind of regret not doing it, Joe. You know, five or six years earlier when maybe I wasn't enjoying my football as much okay. um, and could have been if I'd have gone straight into the refereeing. Um, but my, my what, dad was what, a referee what, as well. What, I kind of seen it in him mm. when he stopped playing and started refereeing. He had kind of a new, a new love for the game again, you know, kind of fell back in love with being involved in football. And it, and it gets me to places that I wouldn't have gone through when I was playing or coaching. Um, you mentioned it earlier, doing the Women's League on a Sunday, get to do some nice grounds, um, you get to see different teams, you get to meet new people. And that's what football's all about, really. I think just enjoying your Saturday afternoons, your Sunday mornings, your Sunday afternoons, whenever it is you do it. Mm. And, and that's always more enjoyable for me when you see new teams, you see new places, and you're involved in some games that aren't just, you know, the team that I grew up playing for and managing forever. So it's different faces, it's different places. It's great. So, but yeah, the, there's a bit of a regret, but I'm not going to lose any sleep over today. So I'll just I'll just make the most of what I do now from here on in. But why but why refereeing? Was it because you felt you'd had some some stinkers on your games through your Southeast Athletic uh, life or your uh, playing in the vets team and all that stuff? Had you seen some refs and you thought I think I could do better than you, or was it just a challenge that you wanted to to take on? Do you know, like you, you know, I'm you know me, Andrew. I've been involved like grassroots football forever. And I think part of it was not looking at referees and thinking I could do better, but looking at referees and thinking you don't see that many newer ones coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, and if them newer refs don't come through, who's going to be the refs in 10 years' time? Who's going to be the old blokes in 10 years' time? Mm-hmm. Still doing the Bromley and South London district leagues. You know, it, It's great that all these refs want to push on and want to be the best that they can be. But the, the, one that move, the one that misses out all the time is that bottom division, you know, your district football. Mm. Um, and it's those leagues. And I know you guys especially um, farm yourselves around. I know Martin's done a lot of refereeing on the Bromley uh, and South London this year as well. 
Um, and that's been great to see some younger up-and-coming referees who you know, just love the game and want to be involved. But if, if more of them don't come through, you know, who's next? Who's going to be there when yeah. you know, these referees that are still doing it uh, late 50s, mid 60s, so late 60s, some of them, who's going to take over from them if, if and when you know, the, the time finally comes for them to go? Yeah. Um, so, so it was a little bit of that as well. Um, but I just thought, you know, it's the one thing I'd never done in football. So let's give it a go. If I hated it, well, I could pack it in at any time. Yeah. Um, and, and from a referee as well, you don't have the, you don't have the commitment that's necessary to be a player or a manager where you have to be there every single week. So if there's something going on with your family or you've got something you want to go and do, you just block yourself out for that weekend and you pick it up any other time. So the flexibility it gives you around your personal life as well yeah. is, is hugely different to committing to picking a team and managing a team week in, week out. Absolutely. Steve, why did you get into refereeing? Was it the the bright lights of the Westford ref of the year that drew you to refereeing <laughs> 20, 28 years ago or however long ago it was? <laughs> um, I think it's long, longer than 22 years. So I'm trying to work out how long. But um, me, it was, I was working uh, in London um, and I was working with my mates. We, we started um, just a team with my workmates. Um, got a job, I was what, about 21 um, out of university and got a job in London and we formed a football team and joined a work work league there um, and kicking the ball around and having a laugh and and then one I think halfway through the season well he's here he's here <laughs> and he's wearing a Leeds top oh dear um, oh, it's just so, popped on screen <laughs> yeah so we um, and then one day a referee didn't turn up and um, I said I'd give it a go and I really enjoyed it. And that was just a midweek sort of work league thing. And come off the back of that, I thought, oh. Um, and back then, we're talking about 1999, year 2000. Um, there used to be um, branches in Kent. You had like the, and I lived in Dartford at the time. So um, I looked on the, the Kent website and they said, go along to your local branch. Now, we don't, I don't think they have branches anymore. They've all sort of, yeah, by the I wayside so. yeah but I went along to the Dartford branch which was just like a, a working man's club um cheap beer and just a load of blokes talking shit about football and they all happened to be referees and um and there was a real camaraderie and, and that they got me on the course um and, and so I, I I started refereeing when I was about 22 23 so um I started quite early. In fact, yeah, I was one of so. the youngest ones in the Dartford area. Mm. Um, so I never had those regrets uh, because I realised quickly I could be a better referee than a footballer. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. That my, my refereeing career has given me the football career that I could never have had with my feet. So I get to blow exactly. whistle instead. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's how I got into it. Just, just because one day a referee didn't turn up and I thought I'd give it a go because the game wasn't going to happen. And I realised actually it's not that difficult. And um, your mates and your mates thought you were so shit with the ball that they thought let's tell him he's a good referee so he yeah, never comes back like again. That. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I bet you. Uh, uh, so, that's, so that's how it happened to me. Yeah, uh, and you've enjoyed it. You've enjoyed your refereeing career. You did get up to level four, level three, was it? Yeah, you got up to. Yeah, I got. I um, I, I'm trying to think. I went through. I I I stuck at level seven for about two or three years because I was young and I was very aware that my age sort of 
Um, I was being treated very differently by players on Saturdays and Sundays because I was sort of 22, 23, 24. Yeah. Um, and so once I, I must have got about the age of about 26, I went from seven to six and I got bugged then. Um, I got bugged and then I went six to five and then I went five to four. And I think I got my level four when I was 29 um, and I was a level four for a few years. And then I had to settle down. I had kids. And this is what you mentioned, Steve, earlier. Um, being a referee gives you so much flexibility. You can close your dates. Um, and I had to settle down. You can't be flexible once you're a level four, though, can you? Once you're a level four, it's a totally different ball game. And you have to take this attitude. Saturday is your serious football. Sunday is your fun. Um, and I've kept that mentality. And it's put me in good stead. Um, you, you apply everything on the Saturday. And you try and learn and tweak things on a Sunday. Because you have a bit more flexibility to do that. Um, so... Yeah, I did that. And I, so I had to step back down. I stepped down to five when we had kids because I just couldn't commit to when mm. you were level four. Um, you are. You're, you're, they, owned, they, you're owned by the FA you, then, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, you're not owned by the county. You're owned by the FA. And yeah. they own you. They own you. You have to do midweek games. You have to do Saturdays. And when you're at midweek, I, I used to travel miles and I would get back at one o'clock in the morning um, from, from traveling from Eastbourne. Um, traveling from Dover um, and then going to work the next day, which is all fine. But when you have children, it's a killer. Um, yeah. And my wife would go nuts if I was out all day Saturday. She liked it when we were younger. Oh, yeah, go on, go on. That's we had kids. It was a killer. Yeah. So, referee allows you to do that. I step back, and that's why I've been a level five for about 10 years now, because um, I could carry on. Yeah. You could close your date. Level five um, is such a good is such a good level to be at, especially once you've got a few years under your belt, because you'll be refereeing any game on on any league that you'll be doing at grassroots level. Like level five just seems to be that sort of sweet spot where you'll be getting the 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 ref sex will trust you on on any game in the in the league. Uh, and it's such a good it's such a good level to be at. County games, you'll get good county cup games. Um if you want to go and do scaffold, you might nick the odd middle on scaffold one as a level five. Um, but it's such a good, it's such a good level to be at. And I, I know Steve and, and Martin are going to go on to probably go for their level fives, which brings us on to, on to Martin. Uh, Martin, tell us a bit. You talked about an injury that got you into refereeing. Was it wanting to do something in the game to get a bit of fitness or was you generally interested in refereeing or was it just, let's have a go, see, see what happens. Yeah, it was, a, it was an amalgamation of a few things. So at the time, um, I was running Bromley South Football Club and um, they're in the Met League Division 2. Um, I was sitting on the committee of the Met League as well yeah. um, as the registration sec. And at the time, I remember like, I think we had Mark Bellamy as the ref sec. He, he couldn't get referees every Sunday. And I remember just thinking like, there's so many of us out there that are getting to my age that are injured, that are not involved in playing every Sunday. Mm. Why, why not get involved in refereeing and, and give something back to the game? You know, we, we turn up every Sunday, we expect refs, we expect managers to arrange pitches and stuff and everything's done for players mm. it's, it's an opportunity to give something back and yeah. um yeah I just thought for years I thought about it I wanted to do it and I'll be totally honest I, I remember speaking to a referee told me that the referee fee was like 300 pounds that the referee course fee and that just put me off immediately I was like mm. I don't have 300 pounds to, to spare I know it's not by the way we should just clear that up um 
and I remember it just put me and then when I actually looked into it and spoke to someone it, uh, Tariq Abdel Rahman was the referee I spoke to gave yeah, him I a lift home from a game yeah I gave him a lift home from a game once and I just started asking about it like how, how much do you get for referee and how often do you do it how much did you pay to get the course the kit and after having a detailed conversation with him I was like yeah actually I, I can do this you know I can um, got the injury went for the referee course and uh, down in Dill um, which is an absolute mission from South East London. Deal? You did a course in Deal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. mine in Alpington. Bloody hell. Yeah. Was, that just, was that just the first one that was available? So you went and did it? First one available. It was the last one before COVID um, closed oh, down everything. Right. And I, remember, I was speaking to Nick Dunn and he was like, look, if you don't get on this, it's going to be another six, eight months. Who knows when it's going to be? So I was like, yeah, jumped on it um, and, and didn't look back really. Oh well, deal. I mean, that is commitment. There you go. That's, that is that's, commitment. That's how much <laughs> yeah. he wanted to ref. He really wanted that's to be much, a ref. Yeah. Right, boys. Next one. Next question. What has surprised you most? I guess this is really if you're going from player to referee. So we'll start. We'll start with Martin again because he had a bit of a break, a bit of a long gap in speaking. And what surprised you most about being a ref once you became a ref? So that change in mentality from being a player or running. Bromley South or being a, mm-hmm. a committee member, what's the what was a, what's been the biggest surprise getting onto that pitch with, with the black the black outfit on uh, with twenty two blokes wanting to kill you? Exactly that, and that's exactly where I was going down. Um, you don't realise how lonely it can be for a referee out there. Like mm-hmm. as a player, as a manager, as a secretary, whatever you are in the game, you've got a team behind you. You've got eleven people, or you know, fifteen, sixteen. When you're a referee. No matter what decision you make, right or wrong, like t- there's going to be 12 people that aren't happy with it. There's going to be someone shouting at you. There's going to be some sort of dissent towards you for, for whatever reason. Even mm. if you've made the best call you've ever made of your career, someone's going to be unhappy. And just knowing you've got no one to, if you're lucky enough to have um, a two linesmen with you, great. You've got that little bit of back. Even that feels nice. You've got two people that are going to back you up. But on a standard Sunday, which a lot of us are used to, with club linos, it's just so lonely out there. You look around and you just think, where is my support coming from? Mm. Um, and, and that's where self-confidence and, and I guess confidence is the, the further, the more refereeing you do comes into play. You know, you've done the right thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know how to deal with some of these players that are getting a bit lippy. That's probably the player side of me coming out where I know, you know, can tell someone to be quiet and you're comfortable to tell someone, look, this is the last time, pack it in, no more. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably the biggest surprise for me. I didn't realise even as a player, probably when I'm giving it to the ref, even if it's only a little bit of verbal, you don't realise how much that annoying it can be just constantly. Mm. I, I, I'd love to know as a ref how many times ref is shouted in a game because I, I go home, I drive home with the window open. Every time a car drives past the driveway, I just hear ref, ref, ref. I tell you, ref. I tell you, I tell you how many times more than he don't want it yeah. or they don't want it. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Ref, Horrible. I, yeah, you do hear, you do get sort of PTSD from hearing ref all the time. People say red or people just talk and you hear ref in your sleep. Yeah. Steve, what about you? That that change in mentality on, I know before turning, before becoming a ref, you was involved with uh, managing the Southeast Athletic um, Sunday team in Westfar. Um, but that, what what has been the biggest change or surprise to you being becoming a referee? Uh, with your sort of perspective, uh, pers- uh, the way you look at the game, perception, no, I, I, that was the word I, I was after. I think for me, what, what's been really surprising is I never knew how much 
referees enjoy being part of that game. Mm. So you, you often turn up and you think of the referee as someone who has to be there. They're just doing a the job. They turn up, they get their money and off they go. And they'll never think about that game again. And what really surprised me is, is how much that I kind of, I'll come off the pitch. When I used to come off the pitch as a player, I'd be like, God, that was, that was a great game. That was a physical battle. We've had a really good game. You know you've been in a game. But I have that when I referee now as well. I'll come off and I'll be like, geez, that was a great game. That was end-to-end. It was non-stop. I had to be here. I had to be there. Mm. I really, really enjoyed that. And I never realised what referees got out of it in terms of being involved in a really good game of football. Do you know, and for me, I've had I've won cup finals, I've lost cup finals and leagues and all the rest of it. And I get the same buzz from coming off a good game of football where I've done a good job myself as I would have when I was a player who scored a goal or set up a couple of goals or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but even even down to like, when you're a manager, you can't wait for the fixtures to be released. You, know, you get an email to say, you know, your games are this, that and the other. And I never realised how much I would enjoy that you get that email through from full time to say, you're referee in this game. Yeah. And you're straight on there. Who are these teams? If you don't know them, who are these teams? Yeah. Where are they in the league? Or you do know them, you're thinking, oh, great, that's going to be a crack out. I can't mm. wait for that. And I, I never realised that all those things you get as a player and a manager around an actual match day, the referees get it as well. I'm with you, you know, 100%. They, I'm with you, 100%. They get, that, they get that buzz for the big relegation desire. Yep. You get that buzz for a lower league team against an upper league team in the cup game. And I don't think players realise just how much the referees actually take from that side of it. And it's mm-hmm. not about being in control of that game or having a say in what happens or your decisions costing someone the game or anything like that. It's just that buzz from being involved in a really good game of football. Mm-hmm. And I think the best way I can kind of make it into an analogy, if you like, is when you watch, you might watch the Champions League game with two teams that you couldn't care less who wins. And it's a really good game of football. And you come off and you're like, I really enjoyed that. And it's the same when you referee, but you get that almost every week. And that, the same. that was a really unexpected surprise for me. I, I thought I'd, you know, I'd turn up, I'd ref the game, and I'd enjoy it or not enjoy it, depending on my own personal performance, not necessarily the whole game itself and what's yeah. happened in that game. I'm with you. That um, that would be my point as well. Like, I, I'm I'm quite a laid back person, and I don't really get too high. I don't really get too low from like achieving things. But when you get that in a referee, when you play that advantage, and they and they score, or you play it in a bit of a crap position, and you think, oh shit, should I have played that advantage? Say the left, you give it to the left back under a bit of pressure. Play, say, go on, play on, play on, and you have a look. They wriggle out of it and they score a goal, and you just feel that immense. Like you sort of feel like that was your that was your assist to the left back, or you play one, you play an advantage where, you know, you again like it's it's an it's an iffy one, and the players moan at you to begin with, and then you let play go and they score. The biggest thing for me was also that that time on the way home from a game. If you think you've made a bad decision, like I was surprised the amount of I sort of not getting low, but like the, the self-analysis, like I'm not really, I'm not really like that at all, but especially going through the promotion, the promotion bits with listening to uh, a, an observer and their comments. And I was, it would eat, it would eat me up if I had a bad, and it was like, it was like, I say only seven to six and six to five, but it wasn't a high level promotion. It was the, it was the two first ones you could do, but yeah, just listening to the observations, some of them I wondered if they watched the game, I must admit. But um, like just the technical things, and I really did try and work on it. And and uh, once I think like Steve, once you're in the promotion 
once you're in the sort of rhythm of it, you should stay on it for as far as you, as you feel you want to go, because there is a certain style that you have to referee. And people say you shouldn't change your style of refereeing when an observer's there, but you do. There's some things you wouldn't necessarily caution for. Who would caution someone for taking a shirt off or, or doing things like that on a Sunday football? You tell someone to be stupid, but an observer would probably expect you to show a yellow card or, if there's if someone swears loudly, like my my tolerance level to that, if, if they're not doing it at me or not doing it at anyone, it's in frustration. An observer might tell you that they you know they've shown dissent by word or by action by just shouting at themselves in frustration. Um, so it took me about five years, I think, post um, post promotion to sort of relax into refereeing, and now I do reflect on games after. But yeah, I'm with you, Steve. Like that was the 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 in game buzz that I got I, I was expecting just to turn up uh, do a game uh, be knackered after the game uh, and, and go home and that was it with, with 40 quid or 30 quid or whatever it was at the time but to, to have that sort of feeling of adulation for when you have a really good game uh, or when you're out with a really good team of three and, and you've enjoyed your day so much you're having a, you're having a good chat um, in the change rooms before during uh, uh, at half time and after the game Having all that camaraderie uh, with other referees uh, was a big surprise to me as well. And the community that there is very much a strong community of referees on social media. Yeah. Everyone's all over each other and congratulating each other, which is brilliant. Uh, Steve, sorry, we left you out. You're waiting to talk. Um, what's been, what was the biggest surprise for you uh, when you started refereeing? Well, you've stolen all my words. Um, well, I think everyone, I think everyone feels the same way. Like you don't expect thing. it. You totally um, don't. I, I would say um, Sundays, um, it's all about having fun, enjoying yourself and getting the best out of the teams um, and getting the best out of you. Um, and it's it's going out there, enjoying yourself. Um, I would say the, the other good thing that I, I, I wasn't expecting is the camaraderie. Now, I think I've worked with two of you guys before um, in, t uh, in games and I'm big on laughter and camaraderie and the changing rooms leading up to it. Now, um, many, many refs would only expect that um, experience that in cup finals. Um, but if you progress on a Saturday and get to your four, at least a four, you will experience that every Saturday. Um, and... It's a really good thing because when you're going from sometimes it's a good thing. You do get some. Only... You do yeah. get some referees who are bellends. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we we're only talking positives today, but I can throw no, in no, a few no, negatives no, as well. No, but let's let's add some reality to it yeah, as well. Add some reality You'll check. enjoy most of your weeks as a three. Yes, there are out. there are times I would say when you're a level seven and level six, it is very lonely because you're on that promotion or you're not on that promotion. And you're just doing middles. And I would say to everyone, and I wish someone had told me this, um, when you are uh, a seven or a six, um, go out and do some lines. Be an assistant referee. Do yeah. that because not only will you pick up experience and tips and tricks of the trade from what someone's seen you, you will get that camaraderie. You won't get that loneliness because on a Saturday, you will go out and you'll experience that changing room buzz um, mm. that you may only experience once or twice a year, just in a cup final. Whereas mm. if you do that maybe once a month, um, 
it really gets you fired up and charging, re-energizes you. Um, and as, as you guys all said, the camaraderie and, and, and the buzz of going out with the team, it's, I've been told, I never experienced it as a player, but I'm told it's comparable. And it's just brilliant. And that really adds to it. Um, so I would say my unexpected thing was the banter, the laugh. You make a lot of mates, uh, wow. a lot of referee mates. Uh, uh, it sounds a bit cringy, but uh, there is a real camaraderie amongst all of us. Um, no, definitely. And we have a good laugh about it. And I, I mean, I've walked around, for example, this season. I didn't have a game. I walked around uh, Elton Town and I saw you, referee, didn't I, Martin? Um, and, I, and I watched you and chat to you i didn't have to but you go out and you help people um and you say hello to the refs you know and you ignore the bell ends yeah but there there are a lot of bell ends i've met a few this season (laughs) i haven't met a few for a while but i've met a few and i'm not going to say which league but it wasn't sunday league (laughs) and um i thought god how how did they get to this 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 level at times um so yeah it's it's the camaraderie and it's the laugh because you wouldn't do it if you didn't enjoy it. No, absolutely not. I I think we've all echoed the same thing and, and maybe hopefully someone looking to get into refereeing uh, will be lucky enough to go out with, with two other good uh, lads or, or, uh, or girls when they go out and referee. Well, um, even if you go out with someone who's rubbish um, or you don't like, you can quickly decide that is crap. That doesn't work. Yeah. So sometimes there's a benefit. Witnessing. There's always a benefit, at least knowing what you don't want to do. If, if someone does it, that's, exactly. a, that's a great yeah. way to just, I I'm never doing that. That was, that was terrible. <laughs> so many yeah. of those, you see so many of those. Well, no, yeah. matter, no matter who you work with, you'll always learn something good or bad. Yeah. You have to, yeah. otherwise it's been a wasted day. You have to. Yeah. Uh, that's and, a good. I'm literally from, from every time I've worked in a three, um, there's always been something that you can take away from somebody else within that group. As I say, good or bad. Mm, Mostly good, but yeah. Definitely though, for new referees, advice to, of doing a few lines on as high a level uh, league as you could possibly get on on a Sunday, on a Saturday, should I say, is sound, definitely sound advice. I've done it. And as I say, you'd learn so much, not just the referee in the game, but the way they conduct themselves, the way they conduct themselves with club officials, just giving you a bit of a grounding on, on how to behave and what to do uh, at that level is quite you, important. Yeah. You will learn more from an experienced referee than any observer. And the observers won't like to hear that, but you will learn more because you yeah. see it, practice the theory of being told what to do and what not to do by an observer. That won't sink in. Mm. Some, of them have, some, some of the observers haven't even blown a no, whistle for no, 15 years. No, no. Um, but if you watch somebody, um, you'll learn more from them, for sure, definitely. That's, what, that's how I've progressed. That's how I've learned more um, in my career, is learning from others. Mm. And I've been observed a hell of a lot. When you were four, you were observed every single game. And I thought being observed in promotion was pressure. I've learned more from watching referees than all of my um, observers. Agreed, agreed. So, boys, some success stories for my refereeing career. And it doesn't need to be my, my best moment as a ref isn't going to be a cup final, which I'm lucky enough to have been involved in. Um, but let's start with Martin. Martin, your best moment as a ref so far, as I say, that's in, this is in your, this is in your eyes. It doesn't need to be a medal. It doesn't need to be a promotion, but uh, it might be. Um, but what are your best moments as a referee so far? 
Yeah, again, it's going to touch back on um, Steve's comment um, about not making it as far as you can as a player or as high as you can. Um, there's probably a couple getting to referee at places like um, the Den or the Valley, you know, like um, for the youth teams and that. As a player, we would never got anywhere near that. But to actually do that in a competitive game, um, it's just, I, I don't know, there's something about walking out, even obviously as a referee out onto a, into a stadium, knowing that you're there for a purpose doing something. For me, that's unrivaled. I think that, that okay. was really good. That's my best thing so far as a referee. Steve? Um, this season, this season... Um, After being and- shit for 14 years to get the uh, Referee of the Year award, that, that, that really <laughs> that gave me a, a confidence, mate. <laughs> a lot of booze, uh, lots of drinking. Uh, <laughs> harking back to some old nicknames of mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, 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 I am very, very lucky to be given... Um, had some cup finals, but if you put the cup finals aside, um, I was appointed to a Kent Intermediate quarterfinal, um, which is quite a senior game, and only level fours had that at that round. But Kent FA asked me to do that, and I was very honoured um, to, to do that because I haven't done a game that level for a few years. So I picked that out. That was that was something that I really liked on Saturday. That was, um, and on Sundays, um, one of my Favourite games this season, uh, I think I've mentioned it before, uh, was a Westford game. Um, and it was totally unexpected. Totally unexpected. Um, I did Kingsford against Inter Belvedere in a Division 4 game. Um, and this is before. This what made me quickly realise it was one of the best divisions. And I turned up. And I love those games where um, you, you're not expecting the belt of the game. And it just turns out to be a really, really, really good game of football mm. um, and and uh, hark back to what we were talking about earlier when you're in these games and it's really good you have the best seats in the house um, and it some would say it's worth Sunday League it was still one of my favourite games this, this season and I've mm. had been very fortunate I've done a lot of good Saturday games at good standard but one of the most enjoyable was this Division 4 game Kingsford against Inter Belvedere um, and they had quite a few crowd there, but it was lively. It was physical. It ticked all the boxes. It was a proper Sunday league game. Um, and that that's what I really enjoyed. Really enjoyed was the grassroots fun, the physicality of it. Um, so uh, uh, that that's what, what I really enjoyed this season. Um, if that's what you meant, I mean, I can tell you about a game that I did years ago that was good. But this right. season... Yeah. Um, People think people think as refs that we want games that nothing happens, there's no incidents, no. Uh, and there's nothing for you to do. But that's the last thing that you want. A referee does not want a seven nil battering where no. there's not a tackle put in. The, no. We want we want the the two ones, the the three twos, the last minute winners, the the battles. We want that because it tests us and it keeps us interested. Believe me, you do not want to be inside a ref's head in a ten nil game because it'll be they'll be singing. And looking at the games next to the pitch and all that, and making probably more mistakes than than any other game because you no. want you want those battles and you want that adrenaline and you want the stuff to be happening because that's when you get the best out of yourself in those when you're challenged and those games like you're talking about those Kingsford that Kingsford in the Belvedere game because you had to be on your you had to be on your sort of on your guard for the game 
you can't switch off for a minute. It, it, as you say, you've done big games, you've done the Saturday stuff, but refereeing those Sunday games, when it is a little bit more uh, less pressure, you can enjoy those games, but you still need that bit of adrenaline in the games, and that's a perfect thing because we've all done, we've all been involved in big games, or we may not have been, but we've all been involved in cup finals as players or been around cup finals, and we understand the mentality and the feeling around big games. But that you could have a 2-1 game in a bottom division at Charlton Park. And if it's end-to-end, you're being tested by some gobby captain or number eight <laughs> who's in your ear all game and you've managed him and managed him. And if you manage to get that player to the to 90 minutes by talking to him and using your personal skills or your communi- communication skills, if you sometimes just getting that one dickhead to 90 minutes by managing him, telling him to shut up and he does it, that game has been brilliant because you've used all the brilliant things that you talk about when you hear observers talking. Did you use the step depth approach? Blah, 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 blah. Did you talk to the player? Did you talk to the captain? Did you bring the player in? Did you use a sim bin or did you caution him? Blah, whatever. Those games when you've had someone in your ear roll, it's an end-to-end game. They're the ones that you feel to yourself, I've done a bloody good game. And, and yeah, you'll remember that for, for the whole of the season. So many games like that. And that's a perfect example of a best moment refereeing. Steve, um, yourself, what, what's your standout moment? Um, there's a few. I mean, I could go with the cliche ones. I did a couple of lines on a couple of cup finals this year that were great experiences. Um, they were both great games. Um, I did a middle on a county cup semi-final, um, which was a, a massive achievement in my first yeah. season. Fantastic. Um, it was the first time, first time I used buzzer flags as a, a guy in the middle. And that right. was a whole new experience with your arm you know, constantly vibrating all over the place. Never so that have. was quite interesting. But um, I think for me, if I if I kind of try and step back from just the big kind of games, I did a line quite early on in the Women's FA Cup. So it was one of the, the pre-qualifying games that Dartford mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. So it was in, in the main stadium at Dartford. And it's the FA Cup, you know, women's, men's, it's the FA Cup. And as yep, a football yep, yep. person, you know, I remember getting that appointment through. And I was just like, I was on cloud nine for days and it was the most excited I've ever been going to a football game in a long, long time. Um, Dartford absolutely cruised there. I think they won 11-1. Um, but there was, a, there, was a, there was a goal they scored at the time. And um, I thought, oh, you know, you don't, you don't flag for something. You think, no, she, she's definitely onside. I thought, well, maybe, you know, you start to then a little bit of self-doubt. Um, but watching it back on the replay... You saying yeah, she was definitely on side, made a good decision. That gives you a little buzz as well. Yep. But just the whole thing, just being involved in the FA Cup, you know, is it's huge. As a, as a football person growing up my entire life, that just, you know, that was the standout thing for me um throughout the season. And, and hopefully there'll be many more of that sort of thing going forward. But as you say, it's it's not necessarily always the cup finals or the big games that are the best moments. So there's, there's little wins that you take along the way as a as a, a new referee, especially that you're just like, how do they end up here? You know, and, and mm. how brilliant is it? So it, it was definitely that. Just just saying, I've been involved in an FA Cup game. So if that's if that's the end of all my football forevermore from here <laughs> on in, I can take that with me and be you know, be really proud of that. I think I'm I'm along the same lines as that, but but perhaps uh, mine was a cup final, but not it's not because it was a cup final. It was the first cup final that I got as a non-promotion ref so generally for people that don't know if you're on the promotion scheme seven to six or six to five generally you'll get 
a line on one of the cup finals or one of the junior cups or one of the intermediate um, shield games. And I was lucky that I've managed to do two intermediate shield um, assistant, uh, senior assistant um, appointments I got for the Kent FA. So that was brilliant. The first one was Punjab against uh, Borden Village down at Sheppey. But I was a promotion. I just got my level five and I was being asked to do Kent FA school games and got asked to do all those games. So I was, Nick Dunn liked me at that time. But when I stepped away from the promotion and was just refereeing, I think counties ask leagues for their recommendations for um, for cup final appointments. And I was I was put forward to do um, a, Kent, a Kent Cup intermediate game. It was Staplehurst against SE um, Southeast Athletic, funnily enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was the biggest, that was a big, um, that was a big pat on the back for me because that was recognition for me, not as a promotion rare for who was doing everything for the county that I could do at, 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 when I did it. Um, but that was me as an established level five, having a good season that year, I must say. But that was a big pat on the back for me to do as high as high a cup final that I could have done. That's as high as because that was essentially the, the Kent County League um, teams um, to get that cup final appointment um, and a brilliant game as well. I mean, it was one sided. The, the Division One West team at the time, Steve, was it? Yeah, so it was it was Premier League winners against Division One yeah. West. Team. Yeah, and uh, Southeast uh, Athletic got the win. Um, Brilliant game down at Chatham before it before it got nice. Sadly, it was for the, the horrible grass pitch down there. But yeah, that one just that recognition of um, of still having a good season and noticing that the county, the Kent FA, uh, noticed that of all of us. Sort of once you're over a certain age, if you're not on the promotion scheme, some referees do mean that they get forgotten. But that to me was proof um, that I wasn't forgotten, and and I got a big pat on the back um, for that one. And this year, although it was a late appointment, I did get thrown on to. Um, a Kent FA uh, Cup final with Steve in the middle. I got a fourth official for a county you? cup. You joined me. Yeah, and, that, and again, that was the nice. That was all about the day out. We was out with two other good good guys um, for cup final. The game itself wasn't very good, but the team, uh, the team that we had and was excellent on the day. Um, we were the best yeah, team. yeah, we were the well, we were we would have beaten <laughs> we would have beaten both teams. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, Sam, what about you come out with me the um. From the cup finals, um, Westford. Yeah, the Westford. I got a full for Fisher on that one as well, well as a late, a late change. Yeah, and that that was uh, a good lineup. That was wasn't good. it as well. Yeah, that was a very good, uh, a good. Uh, and as I say, even at the level of refereeing that I do, I'm never really sort of the junior, the junior person. I'm usually the senior as a level five. We're on a Sunday league game. It'll be a level six and a probably a level seven on the line. So I'm usually the senior ref, but on that game, I think Steve, I mean, you went, you were in the middle as a five. We had a level three and, a, and an ex football league referee. Yeah, we had a level line. two and a level three. And there was me yeah. and you. I mean, it was phenomenal. That was great. Yeah. That was a real good, uh, a real good day. And, and a good, a good learning to see Darren in the changing room and Peter who are referee, who, who last season were refereeing at a really good level. Um, that was a great, a great night. Um, thank you, boys, for that one. Um, the standout game. Let's go for one standout game um, that you've refereed. Again, it, the the level isn't Steve. You've picked out that one game from last season, but let's let's look back at the whole of your refereeing career. Let's start with Steve. Steve, the best standout game that you've refereed. That might be your performance, or it might be the level. 
it might be um, anything else. What, what's your what one game stands out, good or bad? Um, um, I wasn't the referee. I was the assistant referee, and one one standout game that was, um, gave me um, a, a real buzz. I had Eastbourne Borough, and I think it was an early round of the FA Cup, um, and. I remember going out and walking t- through the tunnel out onto the pitch. And, you know, when you get that spider sense, you, you, um, just amazing feeling because there was a huge crowd there um, at that level. It, I think it was Conference South, um, maybe a couple of thousand people there. And I just do remember the band playing as I came out the tunnel at the stadium and you hear the, the band playing the Great Escape and all that lot. And I thought... That's the one thing that come on my oh my god I've, I've been on the pitch when they're playing that and there's the bands <laughs> playing and I still remember that and the game hadn't even kicked off but I remember that the hot the the atmosphere in the changing room was quite electric because of like I was in this I think it was one of the preliminary rounds of the FA Cup but I was nervous as hell because mm. I don't think I'd ever done a conference South game before and I was obviously assistant but. I was really nervous. And then the moment I walked out and you had the crowd and you, it just soaked it all up. And and I don't remember much of the game, really. I couldn't tell you the score uh, because I was so excited. Um, and it was just, that 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 sticks in my mind as an, um, as an AR. Um, um, I can't think. Um, I did, I remember doing a, a middle on Boxing Day. Um, I'm trying to think. I think it was here with Belvedere. I can't remember who it was against. But I remember being given the appointment Christmas Eve because the referee got injured. And I was, when you were four, um, you close your date. It's actually with fives, but I always used to keep Boxing Day open because I used to like going out for a drink on um, New Year's Eve. So I always closed New Year's Day, but kept Boxing Day open. And I didn't have a game. I was really surprised. But then I was given one at last minute. And it was here with Belvedere. And of course, they play it well in. So you had so to put so you had to put your dozen flaming sambucas down Christmas Eve and say sorry, yeah, lads, yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. out. <laughs> um, but when I told my mates I'm at this ground, I had all my mates going, "Oh, boxing day will come down," and that was really exciting because it was the one and only time my girlfriend, who's now my wife, came and watched me um, because um, friends and relatives. Because when you're at that level, you you are given a certain amount of tickets for free, and you never use them. All my mates come out of the woodwork for that day, uh, game on Boxing Day, because everyone goes to Boxing Day. And I remember being really proud. And I'd left there quite a few times, but not on Boxing Day. And mm. I had friends and my girlfriend there. And that very rarely happens. I mean, you look back. When can you recall your wife or girlfriend coming to watch you? When can you recall your mates coming to watch? But I remember that on Boxing Day. And it was just a, it was a good game. Um, but that sticks in my mind, thinking... Oh my god, my mates are going to take the mic. Oh my, and and yeah, my wife, she can't stand for. So it's the only time she come along. Um, so that sticks in my mind. Boxing Day, there. Um, yeah, yeah. Martin, standout game. Standout game. Good um, or bad? I'm going to go a good one because let's be positive. Um, it was probably last week. Um, I had a friendly down at Carl Shorten. Um, right. and it's and it's the highest level I've ref that. Like I didn't actually know what level I was going to. I just I got the the game through. Um, saw saw put the sat nav in. Um, turned up and pulled into the stadium bit, and I was like, oh oh wow, it's an actual stadium here. Um, 
had to go through. There was fans coming in. It was only a pre-season friendly. I think there was like 300 people there maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but but for us, at, well, for me at that level, at the level I've been refing at, 300 people at a game is huge. Um, yeah. I, was, I was only on the line. Um, not only on the line. I hate when people say that. I hate it when people say that. I wasn't the star in the middle. Um, but no, I was on the line. I was the senior ref, so, uh, the senior assistant, which was good. Um, buzzing flags, like Steve said earlier never used them before so even something so simple like using a buzzer makes you think like so when I'm doing that um, offside now I now have to press the buzzer and do the offside motion at the same time and and your brain's going you've got some fans giving it to you behind but that's not offside and just multitasking (laughs) yeah and just little things like that you're like I'm here this is it I'm here you've got the stadium announcer you know when the goals go off a little bit of goal music because they had goal music um yeah for me, that was it. That was a moment of, yeah, this is this is pretty good. I can do this. Mm. I, I fit in here. I like nice. it. Although, you know, you, I don't know if you guys have had this before, but I was so nervous. I looked at my watch and it was 20 minutes in and I was like, right, 70 more minutes, no more mistakes. Like, you, you got this. Just this, <laughs> don't do anything yeah. stupid for 70 yeah, yeah, minutes. Yeah. And yeah. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah. My, but uh, I, did give a, I gave a left-hand uh, signal for offside, which was uh, absolutely right. terrible. No one notices that. Don't worry about all that. I had the same as an AR at Irith and Belvedere in a night game. This isn't my best moment, but I had a, a the broadest, loudest um, Irish accent telling me that I'm going to make you run and you're going to lose two stone tonight, you fat bastard, was his first thing he said to me. And he, continu- and he continued to shout at me for the next 90 minutes after the game. I turned around to him and I said, thank you very much. You've made me have the best game I've ever had on the line. And he said, oh, no problem. And I saw him in the bar after and he bought me a drink and, and all that. But yeah, that working as a referee with a crowd a paying crowd yeah is and especially maybe even more so on the line i want to say because you're right you're proper close to the to the people that are there um it's really really hard it is really yeah. hard and and it's something that you have to do to experience it so go and do your scaffold prems and your mm-hmm. scaffold ones even they get decent crowds in some of the clubs go and do that because it really does test you stay your best game um I'm going to go with an actual game from this season. So it was um, Old Rowan against Agenda. Okay, yeah. From in South London. Nice. Yeah, nice. They've met a few times through the season and um, I I was lucky enough to be put in the middle. Should have been in the middle of a three. Um, One never turned up on the line. So it ended up one one neutral, one club. Um, But it was a cup cup quarterfinal, I think. Um, but it was exactly like you described before, Joe. We don't want 10 mil games. They're, they're boring and they're dull and all the rest of it. This this was the absolute opposite of it. Um, I think it was 3-2 to Roan at half-time. Um, it ended up 5-4 to Agenda. But there was penalties. There was cracking goals. There was cracking saves. There was a red card for denying a goal-scoring opportunity. Um, it was just It had everything. Um, but both teams just absolutely just give it 100%. Like from the off, there was there was no it was physical and it was competitive and there was fouls, but there was no malice and it. it was just two teams really trying to win the game yeah. and just giving it absolutely everything. And I, I came off that pitch and I was I was physically drained and I was mentally drained mm. and I absolutely loved every minute of it. Mm. Um, and it, it was just it was just such a like I said before it was just one of those games that's just you come off and you feel like you've played in it. You know, mm. you feel like you've been a real active part of it. Yeah. Um, We've lost him. We've lost Steve. So what I'm going to... felt gonna, like I had a good game. Oh, game there we go. season for me to be involved in. 
There he goes. You've just clicked back in, Steve. We lost you for a minute there, but it clicked back in. Um, I'll go into my game. Uh, my best my best game that I've enjoyed the most was a Division Two West game in the Kent County League. Uh, well in town on their rise there, the year they won it. They played Sydenham, who were uh, Sydenham Sports, who were title rivals at the time. Uh, well in town, played at Thames, uh, Thamesmead Town or Sporting Club Thamesmead on that lovely big pitch. Uh, I had my mate Adam Clayton on the line and someone who I look up to as a sort of mentor. I mentioned him earlier, Tony Woods. Um, he was in a, he observed me in a game and we sort of kept in touch. And I always liked the way Tony refereed as well. So if when you look back, you always look back at people who you think influenced your refereeing style uh, when you started. And Tony is that person. And Adam, being a similar age to me, um, we've sort of come through the levels together. He's one referee of the year on the OBDSFL, and that's something that really kills me because I've never done it. Uh, I've ne- I, he's been on the line to me a few times and I've only been on the line to him once, so that really winds him up. So that's something that I've got on him. But uh, no, this particular game, it was a real close game. Uh, Sydney won the game. Uh, as uh, I, Whenever I refereed Wellington, they generally... Uh, lost, which wasn't meant, it wasn't meant, but Sydenham beat well in town that day. It was a red card on a lovely big pitch. It was pissing down with rain, which for me means that I really enjoy games that have got something on them in the rain. If it's in, if it's at night under lights, then even better. That's the best game atmosphere for me completely. I'd do anything to be involved in an evening cup game. Uh, if it's raining, then even better. But yeah, the whole atmosphere of the game was tense. Uh, Sydney won, but then they later couldn't get players out for midweek games and ended up fluffing the league. But in the changing room after they were singing and they thought they'd won the league, it was a brilliant game. Uh, so that that particular game really stands out. It also was a moment similar to getting the Kent County Cup final um, for Staplehurst against South East Athletic. It was a moment when I realised that the ref secretary of the Kent County League trusted me with the with games that meant something towards the end of the season. When I had my level five, I was refereeing well. And I I know I knew that the, the ref sec trusted me and he gave me those games. That was a real sort of, I sort of say, it's like a coming of age sort of game where you realise, hang on a minute, I'm getting these title deciding games at the end of the year. I'm starting to do top level games in Sundays and Saturdays. Um, both sets of ref secs are, are trusting me. And that that moment of getting that game really was the icing on the cake on a very good season for me. Boys, this is the last section of the interview. And I guess we've got two new referees here. So maybe your advice is fresh for any new boys. We've, we've seen um, Westfar are putting on ref courses and we've seen lots of people who have been sort of helping Westfar out by acting as referees without being qualified. Westfar have obviously decided to put on a course um not with the Kent FA, with the London FA, so but don't hold that against them. Um, what advice, Martin, would you give to a brand new referee? Obviously, you're sort of you're fresh, you're a fresh uh, referee without too many sort of bad habits set in, or you're not sort of jaded by any of it just yet. But what's the what's the advice that you would give new referees starting today? Um, don't buy a large Nike shirt because it's not really large. It's like extra, extra small and you look like, (laughs) you don't look great. (laughs) No. uh, (laughs) um, Probably just organisation, right? So for me, turn up to the game organised with everything ready. Um, Do your little bit of prep, find out what teams you're playing, uh, that that you're refing. 
turn up it sounds so stupid but with your whistles with your cards with if you're going to use a pen or a watch make sure it's all set up and ready um so that it doesn't get to five minutes before kickoff and you're you're faffing around yeah. you're worrying more about your equipment rather than what's going on on the pitch checking your team sheets checking that the you know doing your pitch checks and stuff like that so yeah just making sure that you're ready that you're set and that you it's the controllables isn't it everything you can control control it and, and do it to the best that you can um regardless of what as well regardless of what level that you're refereeing at do it to the best of your uh, ability referee to the standard that you want to referee at yep. not to, to the standard that you that you're doing really agreed with that just and all this bollocks about players too we always say in the premier league you need to referee like it is the premier league yep. you need to referee you need to give give all the referee to the laws of the game to the highest possible standard that you that you're right you shouldn't although you do hear a lot of players say this ain't the premier league blah 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 mm. it is the premier league uh, to our, it's our premier league it's our yeah. it's our premier league that game and uh yeah absolutely bang on uh steve another new referee fairly new um what's the what's the main piece of advice that you'd give a new referee uh, i think the main piece of advice i'd say especially when you first start off is talk to other referees so seek all the referees out and ask them questions. Like if you if you do a line for someone and they do something through the game and you're not sure, ask them about it. If you've got a question about something, stick it on Twitter, speak to whoever you know that's already a ref. Like Andrew, you know, I've spoken to you mm. lots and lots of times, especially in the early days. Joe, what yeah. about this? What about that? Mm. So there's so many people out there and so many referees who are willing to help other referees with bits of advice or bits of suggestions. You know, I think when I got my first middle with neutral assistance, I dropped you a, dropped you a message and I was like, what a bloody hell do you put in your pre-match? Because you know, I'd, I'd done one or two lines with others. Yeah. It's very, very different from sitting there listening to another referee's pre-match to have mm. them to deliver one yourself. Yeah. Potentially to highest, you know, better level referees than you or more experienced referees than you are. Um, so use, use that network of referees. That, that's what I'd say off the pitch. I think on the pitch, my my number one thing that I'd say to any new referee is work on your positioning. If you get your positioning as good as it can possibly be, you'll save yourself so many kind of early mistakes or you'll you'll give yourself the best chance of being in the right place to, to give the best decision you can give. You won't always get them right and you won't always be in the best position. But if you can work on your positioning as a priority when you first start, yeah. it goes a long, long way to, to helping you out. I absolutely agree with that. And I'll tell you what, the best uh, the best person that I ever saw referee on the Kent County League was a guy called Keith Wenham, who lots of people will know. Oh, lots of people will know Keith. He's he's an ex he's an ex-football league referee. Um, but he from like, I can't rely on my fitness levels or my pace to get me into position. So many referees, so many young people or fit people don't have to read the game because they, they've got that sprint in them to get them into a position and they can rescue themselves. But I used to watch Keith, who, I don't know, he must have been sick in his 60s, and he just continuously, he must, he's older than, I think he must be older than that now, but at the time he, he was in his 60s. Yeah. Keith just continuously, well, he's continuously moving. He's not moving fast, but he's continuously moving. He's continuously getting around the pitch and getting, he's always in the right position. And Keith was someone that I used to watch and think, no, I'm not going to be that bloke who's going to run 50 yards and keep, and get in line uh, to, to call an offside from a goal kick. I'm not going to be that guy. I have to, I have to continuously try and move 
uh, and and walk or jog just to get into position. And that advice to is, is the position stuff is great. You as long as you're credible to make a decision, um, players are going to buy it. If you're not credible and you're making silly calls from 40, 50 yards away um, because you think you've seen it, because that's all you can do. You, you, you can't be sure. Credible positions in, in games of football is absolutely uh, paramount because that's how you sell a decision. Selling the decision, that's is my, this is my famous saying, selling the decision is half the battle. As long as you can sell it credibly, players are going to buy it. And that, and that is half the thing on a football pitch. Steve, your advice to new referees? To new referees, um, to new, first of all, preparation. As Martin said, preparation, control the control. You get everything packed and ready early on. And even as far as making sure... Now, I always use a pencil. I know it sounds daft, but when it rains, pen, a pen will not work in the rain. So I use a pencil and I even use a sandwich bag to keep my paper, my cards and my pencil in that in my pocket. It's about those things. Preparing um, early on like that, get yourself in a good mental position, um, check your kit, get everything clean, be there at least, at least even on a Saturday and a Sunday, uh, newly qualified, half an hour beforehand. You need to be there because one, um, you may need to settle your nerves and just get yourself into routine. But you've got to it, it takes ten to fifteen minutes to settle your nerves before a game, doesn't it? Well, not nowadays, but it used to. Uh, but I, I think oh, I meant something uh, else. <laughs> but you, it's it's getting yourself prepared. If you do all of that, um, other things may fall more favourably for you. Um, I would also say um, communication. If you can get your communication. Um, it helps you manage the game a lot easier. Now, we, we, I, you've got your fitness and your mobility. That will get you into positioning. But as a newly quiet referee, you, you, you won't be too concerned about your positioning. That is more important as you get to your six and your five and your four. But for someone new, it's all about, you've said it earlier, selling your decision. So if you can communicate and sell your decision, you're halfway there. Um, and you'll only be in that confident, confident position if you've prepared early on. So get your kit, get everything ready. And so when you start that game, you are settled. You'll be as, as settled as you can. And then just sell your decision. Try and be confident, even if you're not, even if your insides are yeah. turning. Yeah. Try and appear to be confident. Yeah. This is about selling yourself. Yeah. Once you've got that down, um, you can work on your fitness and your mobility. That will then lead to good positioning. And then it just starts really falling into shape and everything else will click. Um, that's, yeah, without overwhelming someone with too much info, that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree with you. My one would be admin, ad, admin, admin, admin. Uh, <laughs> it's so important as a referee outside of a game. Um, get your emails when you receive your match details from the team, get get your email sent back. You probably could even have a template on your phone that you could just copy, paste it in, just the same thing back every time, just reminding the teams about clashes in colour and all that stuff that you normally do. Uh, outside of game, keep your open dates or your closed dates, should I say, sorted. That is the quickest way. That is the quickest way to piss off a referee secretary is to not handle your dates. And you are going to need those ref secs on your 
side if you are going for promotion they can make you and break you there's there's no two ways about it um and we all we all know that you've all been told off for not controlling a date or some referees like to leave their dates open to multiple leagues and then like to pick the best game don't do that don't do that because you are going to upset someone uh, who are going to give who's going to give you an absolute dogfight for your third observation for your six to five and you do not and you do not want that happening uh, in game like Steve said get your pre-match to captains sorted I went my pre-match went a little bit uh, Instagram I was Instagram famous for about six hours on a Sunday afternoon once uh, my pre-match chat people you know people praise me for that chat but that's something that's been I've nicked bits from every single referee that's ever given a pre-match chat in front of me that's something I say all the time and that just rolls off the tongue now and it, and it but it's clear and concise get your in-match, get all your detail, all your team sheet and all that sorted out early doors in the game as well. Get your subs written down, uh, all that stuff, all that stuff that's so controllable, as as Martin said, control the controllables. I like that one because um, anything you can control is going to be perfect because you're going to do it to the best of your ability. You can't control what's going to happen on the game. If, if the two captains want to square up to each other and punch each other, you're not in control of that, but you're in control how you deal with it. But, Everything you can possibly do before the game and during it, or, or or during a game, of course, that you can that you can control. We should be in control of it as referees. Everything else is uh, is uh, is up to someone else to decide. We have to do our best of it, um, boys. That's the end of this interview. I really enjoy. I always enjoy talking about a referee. And the season starts soon. Uh, all of our pre seasons, I think, have already kicked off. Mine mine starts on Saturday. I've had an actual break this year, um, but. Uh, boys, I wish you all the very best. Hopefully, Martin and Steve, um, you're back on the promotion uh, trail this year. I don't know if you're going to have a year at, at level six and, and see what happens. Um, Steve, are you staying at six this year or are you going straight into six to five? So I'm going to do six to five and I'm also going to do my four to three on the women's as well, I think. Nice one. Uh, so so sli- got slightly a- different slightly different promotion schemes, but yeah, we'll see, what, see how it goes. Can you be observed for each one by the same observer or do you have to have different obs- observers for each uh, promotion? I don't, I don't know. With all the, the, the promotion schemes just completely changed. Um, so I don't know how it's going to work. I need to have a, a proper catch up about whether I can use the same games and the same observations. I'm sure you can. That. You probably can't use the same observations, but you, yeah. your 20 games are your 20 games, aren't oh, yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how it, we'll, once all the, the information comes out and we'll see what the, the logistics of it are, um, but it should be doable across both, I think. Well, good luck with that, mate. Sounds like you've Thank got you. a tough season, a busy season ahead, but hopefully not a tough one, but a busy one for sure. Martin, you're straight into six to five. Absolutely, yeah. Good luck I with think, that one, mate. I think I should. Before we go any further, Steve, I didn't realise it's been bugging me for, for about the last hour. Tyson Fury is what you sound like. I was thinking Sean Dyer. No, he doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> sound like Tyson Fury at all. It's a completely <laughs> different county that they're from. No, <laughs> It's been completely different county. Completely Wait. different county. You can't say me. that to a scouser when a man, a man, <laughs> and a man. You can't no, get them both totally mixed up. Totally different. Do you not think? Different. Okay, just me, just me. Maybe the maybe yeah, this. I did like you, Martin. Without having <laughs> really met you, but anyway, moving on. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, good, luck with your good luck with your promotion. Anyway, uh, Steve, you've got the big one. You're going back for your level four um, 
I know that you've wanted a challenge for quite a while and this is the perfect opportunity. You, you love your Sunday football, but on a Saturday, this is the perfect way to for you to... I think there's an element of wanting to prove to yourself um, that you can still do it, having some private conversations. You want to be... You want that sort of challenge again on a Saturday, which is which is more than uh, fair. Um, are you looking forward to that challenge, getting back to level four? Yeah. Um, some people... Uh, when I mentioned it, said I'm crazy. Why do I want to go and do that? Because I've been there and done it. And yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. I think, I think if you've been doing it for so long, you need to set yourself challenges. Otherwise, you become a bit bored, a bit stale. Um, and yeah, and certainly it's, it's changed now. The criteria for level four is different from when I first did it. Um, so it's yeah, it's something new. Give it a go. Um, why not? If if I don't do it, I don't do it. But yep. you'll never know unless you try. Um, exactly. And yeah, why not? Why not? I say that's why I say everyone should ju- just do it because you'll get you'll get a selection of good games, and they will challenge you and push you, and you'll only learn if you push yourself. Absolutely. I had a little change up last season and refereed on some new leagues, which reinvigorated uh, my refereeing experience, seeing some new teams and a couple of new grounds. Um, but I'll be back to Westfer and the OBD SFL next year. Hopefully fresher on a Sunday morning. I'm looking forward to uh, not refereeing on a Saturday. As I say, the old knees uh, ain't what they used to be. Um, but the Sunday morning experience should be um, a more comfortable one for me next year, which I'm really looking forward to. Boys, it's been a really good chat. All, of, all four of us have talked to each other in various times uh, over the last uh, year or so. And Steve, um, I'm really pleased for you um, that you got your level six. Having, you know, we did have some chats at the beginning of your refereeing career, and I'm I'm ecstatic for you, Martin. We refereed a game, you, uh, me, you, and Steve. It was Ramsgate against Erith and Belvedere, probably this time last year. So just as you're embarking uh, on your promotion season, so mate, it's really good to see wow. you get. Yeah, it was. It was. It was, was pre-season it? last year. Yeah, Jesus. That goals. Yeah, so I'm really chuffed to see you on your way. Um, get to that level five and then if you don't do anything ever again at least you've got to the top of your county um, and you'll be doing uh, whatever games you want at, at our level at grassroots level the best level best, um, of football best. Mm. Steve I'll see you soon somewhere on the circuit Steve yes. and we'll bump into each other again soon boys thank you so much for coming on the podcast tonight and hopefully uh, we've sparked a little bit of interest uh, for uh, someone who wasn't thinking of refereeing before to become a referee and maybe someone who was having a think and, and wanted to give up just to listen to our experiences and give it a go for another season. Thanks a lot, boys. No problem. Thanks. Cheers, mate. You're welcome. Cheers. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHawk on Google Play or visit our website at matchhawk.com. Truly a great match. MatchHawk. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.